Welcome back, everybody, to Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Bible, Bible. Eric, Eric, welcome, welcome. <laughs> today, today, I'm done. Today's day one forty eight. Day one forty eight, everybody. Today we are going to read Nehemiah chapter seven, starting with verse seventy seventy three B seventy three B. That's crazy. Through. Chapter 12, verse 26. So, that's a lot. We're going to go ahead and start. In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra the scribe to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given for Israel to obey. So, on October 8th, Ezra the priest brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand. He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden platform that had been made for the occasion. To his right stood Mattathiah, Shema, Enea, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Maseiah. To his left stood Padea, Mishael, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah, and Meshalam. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the God, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, Shabbathai, Hodiah, Maseiah, Kalita, Azariah, Jazabad, Hanan, and Peleah then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law and clearly explained the message, excuse me, clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. Then Nehemiah, the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites, who were interpreting for the people, said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with feasts of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites too quieted the people, telling them, Hush, don't weep, for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to drink at a festive meal, to share gifts of food, and to celebrate with great joy, because they heard God's words and understand them. On October 9th, the family leaders of all the people, together with the priests and Levites, met with Ezra the scribe to go over the law in greater detail. As they studied the law, they discovered that the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites should live in shelters during the festival to be held that month. He had said that a proclamation should be made throughout their towns and in Jerusalem, telling the people to go to the hills to get branches from olive, wild olive, myrtle, palm, and other leafy trees. They were to use these branches to make shelters in which they would live during the festival as prescribed in the law. So the people went out and cut branches and used them to build shelters on the roofs of their houses, in their courtyards, and in the courtyards of God's temple, or in, or in the squares just inside the water gate and the Ephraim gate. So everyone who had t- returned from captivity lived in these shelters during the festival, and they were all filled with great joy. The Israelites had not celebrated like this since the days of Joshua, son of Nun. Ezra read from the book of the law of God on each of the seven days of the festival. Then on the eighth day, they held a solemn assembly as was required by the law. Well, on October 31st, the people assembled again 
And this time they fasted and dressed in burlap and sprinkled dust on their heads. Those of the Israelite descent separated themselves from all foreigners as they confessed their own sins and the sins of their ancestors. They remained standing in place for three hours while the book of the law of the Lord their God was read aloud to them. Then for three more hours they confessed their sins and worshipped the Lord their God, the Levites. Jeshua, Bani, Kadmiel, Shabaniah, Bani, Sherebiah, Bani, and Kenani. They stood on the stairway of the Levites and they cried out to the Lord their God with, a loud, with loud voices. Then the leaders of the Levites, Jeshua, Kadmiel, Bani, Hashabaniah, Sherebiah, Hodiah, Shabaniah, and Pethahiah called out to the people, saying, Stand up and praise the Lord your God, for he lives from everlasting to everlasting. Then he prayed this, May your glorious name be praised. May it be exalted above all blessing and praise. You alone are the Lord. You made the skies and the heavens and all the stars. You made the earth and the seas and everything in them. You preserved them all, and the angels of heaven, they worship you. You are the Lord God who chose Abram and brought him from Ur of the Chaldeans and renamed him Abraham. When he proved himself faithful, you made a covenant with him to give him and his descendants the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Jebusites, and the Girgashites. And you have done what you promised, for you are always true to your word. You saw the misery of our ancestors in Egypt, and you heard their cries from beyond the Red Sea, or from beside the Red Sea. You displayed miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh, his officials, and all his people. For you knew how arrogantly they were treating our ancestors. You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so they could walk through on dry land, and then you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones beneath the mighty waters. You led the ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night so they could find their way. You came down at Mount Sinai and spoke to them from heaven. You gave them regulations and instructions that were just and decrees and commands that were good. You instructed them concerning your holy Sabbath. And you commanded them through Moses, your servant, to obey all your commands, decrees, and instructions. You gave them bread from heaven when they were hungry and water from the rock when they were thirsty. You commanded them to go and take possession of the land that you had sworn to give them. But our ancestors were proud and stubborn, and they paid no attention to your commands. They refused to obey and did not remember the miracles you had done for them. Instead, they became stubborn and appointed a leader to take them back to their slavery in Egypt. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and merciful, slow to become angry and rich and unfailing love. You did not abandon them, even when they made an idol shaped like a calf and said, This is your God who brought you out of Egypt. They committed terrible blasphemies. But in your great mercy, you did not abandon them to die in the wilderness. A pillar of clouds still led them forward by day, and the pillar of fire showed them the way through the night. You sent your good spirit to instruct them, and you did not stop giving them manna from heaven or water from, for their thirst. For forty years you sustained them in the wilderness, and they lacked nothing. Their clothes did not wear out, and their feet did not swell. Then you helped our ancestors conquer kingdoms and nations, and you placed your people in every corner of the land. They took over the land of King Sihon of Heshbon and the land of King Og of Bashan. You made their descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and brought them to the land that you had promised to their ancestors. They went in and they took possession of the land. You subdued whole nations before them, even Canaanites who inhabited the land. They were powerless. Your people could deal with these nations and their kings as they pleased. Our ancestors captured four to five cities and fertile land, and they took over houses full of good things with cisterns already dug and vineyards and olive groves and fruit trees in abundance. So they ate until they were full and grew fat and enjoyed themselves in all your blessings. But despite all this, they were disobedient and rebelled against you. 
They turned their backs on your law. They killed even your prophets who warned them to return to you. And they committed terrible blasphemies. So you handed them over to their enemies who made them suffer. But in the same, but in the time of trouble, their time of trouble, they cried to you. And you heard them from heaven. In your great mercy, you sent the liberators who rescued them from their enemies. But as soon as they were at peace, your people again committed evil in your sight. And once more, you let their enemies conquer them. When, yet whenever your people turn and cry to you again for help, you listen once more from heaven. In your wonderful mercy, you rescued them many times. You warned them to return to your law, but they became proud and obstinate and disobeyed your commands. They did not follow your regulations by which people will find life if they only obey. They stubbornly turned their backs on you and refused to listen. And in your love, you were patient with them for many years. You sent your spirit who warned them to the prophets, but still they wouldn't listen. So once again, you allowed the people of the land to conquer them. But in your great mercy, you did not destroy them or completely abandon them forever. What a gracious and merciful God you are. And now our God, the great and mighty and awesome God who keeps his covenant and unfailing love, do not let all the hardships we have suffered seem insignificant to you. Great trouble has come upon us and upon our kings and leaders and priests and prophets and ancestors, all your people, from the days when the kings of Assyria first triumphed over us until now. Every time you punished us, you were being just. We have sinned greatly and you've given us what we deserved. Our kings, leaders, priests, and ancestors did not obey your law or listen to the warnings of your commands and laws, even while they had their own kingdom. They did not serve you. Though you showered your goodness on them, you gave them a large, fertile land, but they refused to turn for wickedness. So now, today, we are slaves in the land of plenty that you gave our ancestors for their enjoyment. We are slaves here in this good land. The lush produce of this land piles up in the hands of kings whom you have set over us because of our sins. They have power over us and our livestock. We serve them at their pleasure, and we are in great misery. The people responded, In view of all this, we are making a solemn promise and putting it in writing. On this sealed document are the names of our leaders and Levites and priests. Well, the document was ratified and sealed with the following names. The governor, Nehemiah, son of Pekaliah, and also Zedekiah. The following priests, you have Sariah, Nazariah, Jeremiah, Pashur, Amariah, Melchijah, Hattush, Shebaniah, Maluch, Harim, Meramoth, Obadiah, Daniel, Genethon, Baruch, Meshulam, Abijah, Majamim, Maziah, Bilgai, E, and Shemaiah. These were the priests. The following Levites. Jeshua, son of Azaniah, Benui, from the family of Hinadad, Kadmiel, and their fellow Levites, who were Shebaniah, Hodiah, Kelita, Peliah, Hanan, Micah, Rehob, Hashabiah, Zakur, Sherebiah, Shebaniah, Hodiah, Bani, and Beninu. The following leaders, you have Parash, Pehath Moab, Elam, Zatu, Bani, Bani, Asgad, Babai, Adonijah, Bigvai, Aden, Adder, Hezekiah, Azur, Hodiah, Hashem, Baziah, Harif, Enathoth, Nabai, Magpiash, Meshulam, Hazir, Meshezabel, Zadok, Jadua, Pelatiah, Hanan, Hananiah, Hoshiah, Hananiah, Hashub, Halohesh, Pila, Shobek, Rehum, Hashabna, Maseah, Ahiah, Hanan, Hanan, Maluch, 
Harim, and Bana. The rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, singers, temple servants, and all who had separated themselves from the pagan people of the land in order to obey the law of God, together with their wives, sons, daughters, and all who were old enough to understand, joined their leaders and bound themselves with an oath. They swore a curse on themselves if they failed to obey the law of God as issued by his servant Moses. They solemnly promised to carefully follow all the commands, regulations, and decrees of our Lord, of the Lord, the Lord, our Lord. There it is. We promise not to let our daughters marry the pagan people of the land and not to let our sons marry their daughters. We also promise that if the people of the land should bring any merchandise or grain to be sold on the Sabbath or on any other holy day, we will refuse to buy it. Every seventh year, we will let our land rest and we will cancel all debts owed to us. In addition, we promise to obey the command to pay the annual temple tax of one-eighth of an ounce of silver for the care of the temple of our God. This will provide for the bread of the presence, for regular grain offerings and burnt offerings, for the offerings on the Sabbaths, the new moon celebrations, and the annual festivals, for the holy offerings and for the sin offerings to make atonement for Israel. It will provide for everything necessary for the work of the temple of our God. We have cast sacred lots to determine when, at regular times each year, the families of the priests, Levites, and the common people should bring wood to God's temple to be burned on the altar of the Lord our God, as is written in the law. We promise to bring the first part of every harvest to the Lord's temple year after year, whether it be a crop from the soil or from our fruit trees. We agree to give God our oldest sons and the firstborn of all our herds and flocks, as prescribed in the law. We will present them to the priests who will minister in the temple of our God or who minister in the temple of our God. We will store the produce in the storerooms of the temple of our God. We will bring the best of our flour and other grain offerings, the best of our fruit, and the best of our new wine and olive oil. We promise to bring the Levites a tenth of everything our land produces, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all our rural towns. A priest, a descendant of Aaron, will be with the Levites as they receive these tithes, and a tenth of all that is collected as tithes will be delivered by the Levites to the temple of our God and placed in the storerooms. The people and the Levites must bring these offerings of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms and place them in the sacred containers near the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the singers. We promise together not to neglect the temple of our God. The leaders of the people were living in Jerusalem, the holy city. A tenth of the people from the other towns of Judah and Benjamin were chosen by sacred lots to live there too, while the rest stayed where they were. And the people commanded everyone who volunteered to resettle in Jerusalem. Here is a list of the names of the provincial officials who came to live in Jerusalem. Now, most of the people, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants, continued to live in their own homes and in various towns of Judah. But some of the people from Judah and Benjamin resettled in Jerusalem. What's the matter, Chip? You don't want to do the names again? <clears throat> from the tribe of Judah. Athaiah, son of Uzziah, son of Zechariah, son of Amariah, son of Shephatiah, son of Mahalalel, of the family of Perez. Also, Masaiah, son of Baruch, son of Colhoza, son of Hazaiah, son of Adaiah, son of Joyarib, son of Zechariah, of the family of Shelah. There were 468 descendants of Perez who lived in Jerusalem, all outstanding men. From the tribe of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshulam, son of Joed, son of Padeah, son of Koleah, son of Masaiah, son of Ithiel, son of Jesheah. After him were Gabai and Salai, a total of 928 relatives. Their chief officer was Joel, son of Zikri, who was assisted by Judah, son of Hasanua, second in command over the city. From the priests, Jadea, son of Joyarib, Jachin, and Sareah, son of Hilkiah, son of Meshulam, son of Zadok, son of Mereoth, 
son of Ahitub, the supervisor of the temple of God. Also, 822 of their associates who worked in the temple. Also, Adaiah, son of Jeroham, son of Peleliah, son of Amzi, son of Zechariah, son of Peshur, son of Nilkaija, along with 242 of his associates, who were the heads of their families. Also, Amishai, son of Azarel, son of Azhai, son of Meshilamoth, son of Immer, and 128 of his outstanding associates. Their chief officer was Zabdiel, son of Hag- Hagadolim. From the Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashab, son of Azrakam, son of Hashabiah, son of Buni. Also, Shabbathai and Jazabad, who were in charge of the work outside the temple of God. Also, Mataniah, son of Micah, son of Zabdi, a descendant of Asaph, who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Also, Bakbukiah, who was Mataniah's assistant, and Abda, son of Shemua, son of Galal, son of Jaduthan. In all, there were 284 Levites in the holy city. From the gatekeepers, Akab, Talman, and 172 of their associates who guarded the gates. How come they didn't name them? Right? Well, 172. All right, we're, we're continuing on, folks. Here we go. This is just a pause. Well, the other priests, Levites, and the rest of the Israelites lived to wherever their family inheritance was located in any of the towns of Judah. The temple servants, however, whose leaders were Ziha and Gishpah, also all lived on the hill of Ophel. The chief officer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, son of Bani, son of Hashabiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micah, a descendant of Asaph, whose family served as the singers at God's temple. Their daily responsibilities were carried out according to the terms of the royal command. Pethahiah, son of Meshezabel, descendant of Zerah, son of Judah, was a royal advisor in all matters of public administration. As for the surrounding villages with their open fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba with its settlements, Debon with its settlements, and Jechabab Zeal with its villages. They also lived in Jeshua, Boldah, Beth Pellet, Hazar Shuel, Beersheba with its settlements, Ziklag, and Mekanah with its settlements. They also lived in Enrimon, Zorah, Jermuth, Zenoah, and Adullam with their surrounding villages. They also lived in Lachish with its nearby fields and Azekah with its surrounding villages. So the people of Judah were living in all the way from Beersheba in the south to the valley of Hinnom. Some of the people of Benjamin lived at Geba, Michmash, Aijah, and Bethel with its settlements. They also lived in Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Kitaim, Hadid, Zeboim, Nabalat, Lod, Ono, and the Valley of Craftsmen. Some of the Levites who lived in Judah were sent to live with the tribe of Benjamin. Here's a list of the priests and Levites who returned with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua the high priest. Sereah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluk, Hattush, Shechaniah, Harim, Merimoth, Iddo, Ginnathon, Abijah, Miniamin, Moadiah, Bilga, Shemaiah, Joyarib, Judea, Salu, Hamak, Hilkiah, and Judea. These were the leaders of the priests and their associates in the days of Jeshua. The Levites who returned with them were Jeshua, Benui, Kadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, who with his associates was in charge of the Song of Thanksgiving. Their associates, Bakbukiai, uh, and Uni, stood opposite them during the service. Jeshua the high priest was the father of Joachim. Joachim was the father of Eliashib. Eliashib was the father of Joiada. Joiada was the father of Johanan. Johanan was the father of Jadua. Now when Joachim was high priest, the family leaders of the priests were as follow. 
Merariah was the leader of the family of Sariah. Hananiah was the leader of the family of Jeremiah. Meshulam was the leader of the family of Ezra. Jehonahan was the leader of the family of Amariah. Jonathan was the leader of the family of Maluk. Joseph was the leader of the family of Shechaniah. Adnan was the leader of the family of Harim. Helkiah was the leader of the family of Merimoth. Zechariah was the leader of the family of Iddo. Meshulam was the leader of the family of Ginnathon. Zikri was the leader of the family of Abijah. And there was also a leader of the family of Minjamin. Piltai was leader of the family of Moadiah. Shemua was leader of the family of Bilgah. Jehonathan was leader of the family of Shemaiah. Matanai was leader of the family of Joyarib. Uzi was leader of the family of Jediah. Kalai was leader of the family of Salu. Eber was the leader of the family of Amok. Hashabiah was leader of the family of Hilkiah. And Nathaniel was leader of the family of Jediah. A record of the Levite families was kept during the years when Eliashib, Joida, Johanan, and Jadua served as high priest. Another record of the priests was kept during the reign of Darius the Persian. A record of the heads of the Levite families was kept in the book of, the, of history down to the days of Johanan, the grandson of Eliashib. These were the family leaders of the Levites. Hashabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua, Benui, Cadmiel, and other associates who stood opposite them during the ceremonies of praise and thanksgiving, one section responding to the other as commanded by David, the man of God. This included Mataniah, Bakbukiah, and Obadiah. Mashalim, Talmon, and Akib were gatekeepers in charge of the storerooms at the gates. They all served in the days of Joachim, son of Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest and scribe. And, and that, that is our reading, reading today. today. Woo! That was. That was your reading today, mister. That was a hefty you reading. You did a lot. Yeah, wow. I don't know how come I had all these names when we got to some of yours. And their associates. And 172 <laughs> others. Etc. Like, et why didn't they name those? Uh, well, we're going to get right to it, folks. What's this tell us about God? I think it's pretty evident that it tells us that God is full of grace and mercy. So many yeah. the Old Testament God for people is an angry God, a mean God, a... Uh, a, a non-forgiving God, mm-hmm. uh, a violent God. But, you know, um, there's reasons for some of that. And we'll get to that later But um, in another readings. But this tells us here, I mean, it's evident. It is do- well documented. He is full of grace and mercy. And yeah. so grace is it gives us what we don't deserve. Mercy is not giving us what we do deserve. And so we don't deserve to be forgiven and have eternal life. That's his grace that he provides for us New Testament through mm-hmm. Jesus. And, and mercy is we deserve to be punished. We deserve um, not to have forgiveness and not to have eternal life and to be separated forever and have the wrath of God. But he's merciful on us because um, he loves us. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, we're in big trouble. He really loves us. So he's made a pathway for us. So it's pretty evident today that God is full of grace and mercy. Amen. And what's this tell us about us? I think it tells us about us. You got to remember what's going on here. This is the fresh start for Israel. This is their fresh start. They're starting over. And yet, so much of this, this they read they read Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy over and over and over again. They reviewed the judges as implied in this prayer, yeah. right? And then they reviewed the kings yeah. and how they got into exile. And so this is their fresh start. But what a fresh start is to them is not forgetting everything. Mm. It's about taking. All of history that's funneled down into you. And for us, that means scriptures, just like for them, it meant the scriptures. Let the scriptures funnel down the truth about God, like Chip just said about being uh, gracious and merciful. That is 
truth about God that comes out of the scriptures mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Let that truth about scripture funnel down into your life. Even if you're looking for a fresh start, you don't want to start again outside of God. Mm-hmm. You don't want to forget the lessons of those who came before you, which, is, which includes the people in the Bible and the people you may know in your own life. You don't want to forget all of those things. That is not a fresh start. That is setting yourself up for failure. Mm-hmm. And so if you want freshness, newness, center yourself upon the scriptures, center yourself in prayer, mm-hmm. and then get after it. And the only reason we can have a fresh start, do you know what it is, Chip? It's God's grace and mercy. It's God's grace and mercy. Yeah. And absolutely. And if you don't put your fresh start right on top of God's grace and mercy, it, you'll never have it. it. You'll never get a fresh start without those things. You'll always be a slave to something and you might as well be a slave to God's grace and mercy and the freedom that comes through Jesus. And you can never work out of your bad past. Nope. You can't. That's yeah. why grace and mercy comes in. Amen. You embrace it. And allow your takeaway. Allow it to motivate you to move forward. Absolutely. They did, and we should too. And we will. And we will. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Well, Long one, but actually like a really solid. It's very solid. We actually just got to it. A lot of good stuff in there. We just got to it. It all was right. all business today. Way to go. Yeah. All right. We'll be back to the antics soon. Don't worry. Goodbye.